When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we'd go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Coming up on the Behind the Mic Podcast, it's hard enough to make the Pro Football Hall of Fame as a player, coach, or contributor, but there are some out there that should be inducted twice. Let me tell you about one of them. You're behind the mic with Michael Neal Jr. Let's get it started. Papers are in check. Squeaky chair. Barely can hear it. Thank God. NFL historians, lovers of sports, history. Pull up a chair. Get comfortable. Take off your shoes again. Unless your feet stink. All right. This show is for you. Not for you know it alls. Again, kick rocks with no shoes. Find another show. This show is for those who don't know as much about NFL history. So we are here to enlighten you teach and learn let's go it's the behind the mic podcast presented by billy up sports the billy up sports podcast network billyupsports.com you can check out not only our shows but also our great writers and you can catch all of our shows not only on youtube but our home base platform of spreaker apple podcast spotify google podcast amazon music stitcher iHeartRadio, any of those platforms where you can get Podcast, watch them, listen to them, love them, especially my mine, 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 mine behind the mic. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to all of you. Uh, I never did tell you that you know to wish you a happy Thanksgiving. I just skipped right over that last month, but I mean, this is the final show of 2021, and I must say that this has been a really great first year and a really good year of podcasting for me. Different but good. I've never had an obligation to do a show on the same day every week, let alone doing one each day, which, you know, you have like radio shows that do that. That's my dream job, you know, to do this simulcast on television. Um, But look, it's been great being a part of the Belly of Sports family, part of the Belly of Sports podcast network. And as this new year, I mean, this year comes to a close, I'm glad about it. So let's get to the show. All right. You know where we start. 
our brief synopsis of every game of each week of the NFL, what I like to call the rundown. Week 16, crunch time as the hourglass is running out. The sands are running out on some teams with only two weeks left to go in the season. Let's review. Thursday night football, 49ers, the San Francisco 49ers, they were here in Nashville at the Titans. Look, sports fans talk plenty, knowing they only have a 50% chance of being right. Last week, Titans fans were wrong about beating the Steelers, right? This week, they were right about beating the 49ers. Speaking of which, San Francisco, just like the Titans last week, you couldn't finish the job. Garoppolo, he turns the ball too many times over two interceptions. And San Francisco had no answer for the return of A.J. Brown, who caught, what, 11 balls for 145 yards in the score. First game back since week, uh, what, 11. So, I mean, the 49ers, you were up 10 to nothing early, and you got outscored 20 to 7, losing on that game-winning field goal by Randy Bullock. Sucks to be you. Saturday, Merry Christmas, Browns at Packers, 445 touchdown passes and counting for the new all-time leader in Packers history, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, <clears throat> excuse me, it was the Packers defense that set it all up with five sacks and four interceptions on Browns quarterback Baker Mayfield. I do have a question. Is it me or is it like every other game this year decided by like three points or less this entire season? always something close the browns they were mounting a comeback and almost put it off yes that last interception by was it Razul douglas it should have definitely been past interference on him but he got a second pick of the night with a handful of jersey oh well second game on saturday the cardinals were hosting the colts first drive first play jonathan taylor 43 yards and i'm thinking okay this going to be another one of those 140 170 yard nights well i mean the cardinals kind of kept the colts running back under wraps for a majority of the game he still ran for 108 yards though the cardinals they just can't buy a win right now since they started seven and oh arizona is now three and five this is the wrong time to lose games they were they had the best 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 record in the nfc but look what's happened now indianapolis they're now 6-1 after a 3-5 start. Did I mention they were missing four of their five starting offensive line? Yeah, just saying. So you go to Sunday, the afternoon slate. The Falcons, they did the lines like that old fisherman with the dollar at the end of the hook. Oh, you almost had it. Oh, you got to be quicker than that. <laughs> Detroit backup quarterback Tim Boyle threw a pick at the end of the game. And Atlanta, they got their first home win of the season. They went over the Jets. Uh, in London, they were designated as the home team. The Falcons were. That didn't count. So, moving on to the Ravens at the Bengals. Look, get out the broom in Cincinnati. The Bengals have not only swept the Steelers, but also the Ravens for the first time since 2009. A Joe Burrow, career high, 525 yards, which is the fourth most pass yards in NFL history. To be fair, the, Fal uh, the Falcons, the Ravens have been ravaged by injury and not to mention COVID, and they're down to their third-string quarterback now, Josh Johnson. Johnson, he actually had, what, 300 yards passing, by the way. But it's looking like the Bengals' turn for now. So this is, you know, pretty self, uh, how can I say it, 
explanatory. The Rams, they got their big guns back from the COVID list. And Cooper Cup, you know, he keeps dicing up defenses. Now, Matt Stafford has got to start stop throwing picks, you know, left and right. You're looking like you're playing with the Lions right now. But that defense keeps saving his bacon. The Vikings lost another one-possession game. And the difference was a punt return for a touchdown by a guy who's playing on his fifth team in four years. Backup receiver Brandon Powell, the guy out of, Florida, out of Florida. Lions, Falcons, Bills, Dolphins, and now the Rams. Two of those teams, he was a practice squad member only. But the Rams, they get the win. What was it, 30-23. to 23. I can't say I didn't see this coming. I mean, the Buccaneers, they go to Carolina, and after scoring zero points last week against Team Kryptonite in the New Orleans Saints, Tom Brady and the Bucs, they enjoy a beatdown of Carolina. No Fournette, no Chris Godwin for the rest of the season, no Mike Evans, it didn't matter. And then I just saw that he's on the COVID list, so he may be out again. Eh, we'll see what happens. Jaguars at the Jets. This was one of those games circled on the NFL calendar because of the first two draft picks. They were facing each other. Trevor Lawrence, Zach, uh, Zach Wilson. So my takeaway is that, to me, the Jets looked like they had fun on Sunday. And the Jaguars, they did. But, I mean, they hung in there. The final score was 26-21. to 21. But it would have been nice to see the rest of that game and how it would have panned out if running back James Robson hadn't hurt his Achilles. I believe he's, what, gone for the season? And the Jets, they were playing with 20 guys on the COVID list, not including head coach Robert Salah. So it came down to a final play with Jacksonville. They just could not convert. And as far as who won that quarterback battle, which, you know, they love to talk about on Mondays, right? I have to give that to Zach Wilson because, you know, they got the win and he had that beautiful 52-yard touchdown run. Pretty nice. John said, Eagles, two words, East Texas. That's the name of the play that resulted in the touchdown pass from Jalen Hurts to his starting offensive tackle, Lane Johnson. Yes, both boys are from the state of Texas. After beating the Giants 34-10, Philly is one step closer to the playoffs at 8-7. They need, excuse me, they have to win out. How about that? Chargers, Texans, look. It had to be one of those games where you go in thinking this is an easy win. Instead, it was an easy pick for an upset of the week. It wasn't pretty either. Rex Burkhead? Rex Burkhead. Running back for the Texans now. Rex Burkhead ran for 149 yards. Rex Burkhead. All right. Okay. I mean, I understand it is the league, but Rex Burkhead? All right. You see what I'm talking about with LA, though? They're so schizophrenic. Please, pick 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 a personality. You know, you need to be more consistent. Please. All right, so when I first saw, you know, the open for the Bears at the Seahawks, when I first saw the game, first I thought it was at Chicago. It was snowing sideways. And it was, like, beautiful to see, though. But, but I'm sure that the Bears felt right at home. And former Super Bowl MVP Nick Foles, he played a halfway decent game. And what a catch by Demir Bird on that two-point game winner. I know the Seahawks got the ball back, but the Bears defense, they stepped it up. Seahawks will be home for more than just Christmas this year. No playoffs for you. Broncos at Raiders. This game was actually better than I thought it was going to be. Both teams came in 7-7, trying desperately to get into the playoffs. Please. The Raiders won the game, but 
even if they made the playoffs, I mean, they got to stop turning the football over, man. You won't go very far. You'll be there that Saturday opening, you know, game that's during the day, and then you'll go back home, you know, in time to be with your family that night. You have to stop turning the ball over. And I believe that they had, what, three against that different defense that continues to play pretty good. The Raiders have a good team. A good offense, but an even better defense, but they just aren't consistent. Same can be said of the Denver Broncos, but it's their quarterback situation. I mean, they can't keep Bridgewater healthy, and, you know, they can't rely on Drew Locke just yet. It's just it's just not there. Vic Fangio, y'all are doing a lot better than I thought you would. You may not get fired after all. All right, so there's no other way to say it. The Pittsburgh Steelers are an inconsistent team that has lost their identity on defense and offense. They don't know who they are. They bumped their head and they've lost their memory. They land in a hospital bed somewhere overseas and they don't know who they are. They used to be this great, powerful uh, force that was of winning and championships and competing for championships. And now they're laying up in the hospital with a bandage around their head. They don't know who they are right now. They need somebody from their past to come and tap them on the shoulder. Hey, you win. You, you do remember that, right? Then they'll start getting their memory back. And maybe one day, and I'm guessing post Ben Roethlisberger, that it'll activate once more. I don't know. But and that, I mean, I love what former Steeler and Washington State safety uh, said on Twitter, Ryan Clark. He said this, quote, once a team, once was a team with pride. They listened to Night Before Christmas recited by a great man of defense the night before bending face masks. That team is gone. The black and yellow now wrap their end zones nicely and gift them to other teams during the holidays. At least they're givers. And I agree. They are. Jim Nance of CBS said it best to Tony Romo about the Kansas City Chiefs in the fourth quarter of Sunday's beatdown of Pittsburgh. Uh, Kansas City, they were 3-4 and four, and a team with a lot of questions. And that last loss that they had was 27-3 to guess who? Yeah, the Tennessee Titans. Kansas City has won 8 straight and at the right time sunday night washington at dallas when the cowboys were up what 21 to nothing washington they get the ball back they drive they score a touchdown i'm thinking are we going to have a repeat of a couple of weeks ago negative ghost rider that game ended up being a public execution that touchdown was to make washington feel better about themselves that's it you know my wife and daughter we started watching the new mexico uh, matrix movie on hbo max it was pretty good by the way but I did keep the game on, watching it from my phone. I still don't know why. It just kept getting worse and worse. Monday night, last night, today's Tuesday, Saints hosting the Miami Dolphins. Now, the Saints, they have, what, 22 people that are out. Okay? They, they have 22 people on the COVID list. The Miami Dolphins has now won seven games in a row. Texans, Ravens, Jets, Panthers, Jets, uh, excuse me, Giants, then Jets, and now the New Orleans Saints. Do bad football teams have something to do with it? Sure. Sure. Do good football teams ravaged by injuries and COVID have something to do with it? Yes. But it's still hard to win any amount of games in a row in the NFL, no matter who you are playing. But look, there are only two games left in the season, and there are a bunch of eight and seven teams out there fighting for a playoff spot. Yep. Oh, well, we'll see. Week 17 is upon us. But anyway, I have a question. Can you be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame twice as a player and contributor? We'll try to answer that question. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Woo, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world! Ah, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. I remember the first time I played Tecmo Bowl. I was with my father. And we were out in a part, uh, another part of Nashville, and one of his buddies had the, the Nintendo, and they played on coach mode. I mean, if you remember the first Tecmo Bowl, wasn't Tecmo Super Bowl yet? You could do the same thing on the second one too, but you had the verses where you played, you know, uh, one per, uh, one player versus another. You could play against the computer and play the season. And then you could play coach mode against the computer. And then you could play, you know, two guys sitting there. Both of them playing coach mode. Coach mode was ridiculous. You basically are just picking the play and watching the computer run it. That didn't make any sense to me. It didn't to me until I got my hands on my own Nintendo in the fourth grade after having um, honor roll straight across the board. And I finally got my Nintendo. My dad didn't want to pay that $100 for it back then. Didn't want to do it. But, I mean, I remember all those great players that were on it, but the first time I played it, I mean, it was just amazing seeing those guys that you was able to play with that you saw on television. Bo Jackson, Marcus Allen for the Raiders, Lawrence Taylor uh, for the Giants, Jerry Rice, Joe Montana, Mike Singletary, Ronnie Lott. And then there were, like, the Cleveland Browns. I remember playing the seasons a lot, and I never really played with the Browns, but I remember playing against them. And I hated Kevin Mack because he would always get that touchdown when they needed it and got that speed from out of nowhere. But then there was also this tight end that they would throw to named Ozzie Newsome. The only time I watched football was when my father was watching. And I wasn't quite familiar with this guy yet. You have to remember that back in the day, this is like the late 80s when all of this is transpiring. 87, 88, 89. And... As a matter of fact, you know, with football on te on television, you did have Monday night football eventually, and you had Sundays. And then Sunday night wasn't regular until, what, 1987? And that wasn't even the entire season. It was like the back half of the season. There was no Sunday ticket. There was no red zone. There was no Thursday night football. So you got what you got on television, and you watched it. So that was about it. 
But all I knew, though, is that number 82 for the Browns was really good. Newsom was an All-American wide receiver in high school and then an All-American wide receiver at the University of Alabama. I had no idea that this Muscle Shoals native had to choose between Auburn and Alabama. He chose the Tide instead of following his high school quarterback and high school teammate to play for the Tigers. He was a four-year starter, and at the end of it, he held every Alabama receiving record. Now, according to Steve King of ClevelandBrowns.com, Cleveland had just hired new head coach Sam Rutigliano in 1977. He was very familiar with the SEC and uh, Ozzie Newsom. How? Because he was the offensive coordinator. Actually, uh, they said he was, I read where he was the offensive coordinator, but he was actually the wide receivers coach for the New Orleans Saints. So he's right there in SEC country and is very familiar with this player. So what does he do? He sends a scout and he wants this guy to talk to Ozzie Newsom about gaining 20 pounds because he was what, about two 15, 220 at the time, 6'2". He wanted him to gain 20 pounds. Can you beef yourself up to 240? Scout comes back with the report. Yes, he's cool with it. He, he can do it. 78 draft comes, and they have, the Browns have two picks in the first round, number 12 and 23. The first one they make is Clay Matthews, linebacker out of USC, and he becomes a staple for that Cleveland defense going forward. And then the 23rd pick, yes, you guessed it, it was Ozzie Newsom, who he converted to play tight end. For 13 years, he spent with the Cleveland Browns. He ended up finishing with the, as the all-time receiving leader, and he also was a three-time pro bowler and a two-time all-pro and a five-time second-team all-pro. He helped make the Browns good again. That's what he did. Uh, the only problem was, you know, championships just eluded him. He, they never did win a championship. Three times Cleveland lost in the AFC championship. They lost in 1980, I believe it was, to the, the uh, Oakland Raiders, who became the first wildcard team to win the Super Bowl. And then, of course, you Cleveland fans, y'all know exactly the other two I'm referring to. Uh, it, it was the two losses to the Denver Broncos. <laughs> In the AFC Championship game. You had the drive and the fumble. We've mentioned that before. I'll stop doing that. One day we'll probably talk about it. But the crazy thing is, is that the reason why, for instance, that Ozzie chose Alabama and Bear Bryant over going to Auburn was because he wanted to believe he wanted to win. And I believe they finished consistently in the top five in the four years that he started. He started all four years, right? So, but they never won a national championship. Same thing happened in Cleveland. He, they never won a championship. Came close, but never won a championship. Newsom would retire after the 1990 season. And at the time, he held virtually every Cleveland uh, receiving record. And he was the NFL's all-time leading tight end. Check out his resume. Again, three-time Pro Bowler in 81, 84, and 85. Two-time first-team All-Pro in 79 and 84. Four-time, five-time second-team All-Pro. Well, he actually was a four-time second-team All-Pro in 80, 81, 83, and 85. And he was a part of the NFL 80s All-Decade team. And, of course, he's in the Cleveland Browns Ring of Honor. After he retired, Ozzie Newsom began working in the Cleveland Browns personnel department in 1991, mostly as a scout. Dominique Foxworth of The Undefeated, he wrote an article. Uh, basically, he talked about another job that 
Ozzy Newsom was working the last couple of years that he was in Cleveland, and it was with a company by the name of East Ohio Gas. He worked in their personnel department as an on-campus recruiter. He went to college campuses and he did interviews and basically was a scout for the company. Would this person be good for this job or not? That's what he did. And he was also a scout, again, with the Cleveland Browns, and he was promoted in 1994 to director of pro personnel. In 94, that same year, he was inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame. Cool. A year later, though, in 95, that was going to be his last year in Cleveland, which was also, by the way, Bill Belichick's last year as head coach of the Cleveland Browns. And they had enjoyed a little playoff success. You had the 11-5 season. And then the next year, they dropped back down to 5-11, and they decided to fire Bill Belichick. Well, you know, the entire time, Newsom had moved into his new job with the Browns. Just think about that for a minute, that Ozzie Newsom was a scout for Bill Belichick. If Only if they had let it cook a little, round, a little while longer. Again, 94, they were 11-5, and then you flip that, that record in 95, Art Modell not only moved on from Belichick, but he decided to move his team to Baltimore. And that would take the franchise's all-time receiving leader along with him. I find it so funny how work life works, you know, just things kind of work out for some people or some areas because the future wasn't looking too bright for Maryland 11 years earlier as far as football was concerned. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The name Robert Ursay probably doesn't sit too well with fans in Baltimore or in Indianapolis. Maybe more so in Indianapolis than Baltimore. His name is Mud in Baltimore. But his son Jim, Jim Ursay, who's the current owner of the Colts, he's fared way better. All due respect. If you've been following this show over the past couple of weeks, we've made mention of Robert Ursay before. He acquired the Baltimore Colts via trade with then-owner Cal Rosenblum. They swapped franchises, Baltimore, for the L.A. Rams. Ursay did not have the best relationship with players or coaches, or even the city of Baltimore, as far as I can say. Uh, as far as I can see, the team was trash, and the best quarterback prospect in years, John Elway, said, I don't want to play for your franchise. I don't want to play for your coach, Frank Cush. I, I'm, if you pick me, I'm playing with the New York Yankees. Of course, Ernie Acorsi, who was the GM at the time, he selected him anyway. And then Ursay basically took over uh, Acorsi's duties and ended up trading John Elway to Denver. And the rest is history. He became a Hall of Fame quarterback for the Denver Broncos. Rumors, though, had flown around about the owner moving his team away from Baltimore. And he basically lied and said the rumors weren't true. But it's also to be noted that the city made a move that basically forced his hand. And in 1984, Bob Ursay moved his team in the middle of the night 
All you can see, if you see that stuff on camera, was all of those 15 Mayflower moving trucks getting up out of town. Sorry about the long pause. Uh, the NFL just announced the passing of John Madden. And in the, the release that they have, the memo says, earlier today we received the sad news that the great John Madden died unexpectedly this morning. He was 85. On behalf of the entire NFL family, we extend our condolences to Virginia, Mike, Joe, and their family, said NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell. We all know him as the Hall of Fame coach of the Oakland Raiders and broadcaster who worked for every major network. But more than anything, he was a devoted husband, father, and grandfather. Nobody loved football more than coach. He was football. He was an incredible sounding board to me and so many others. There will never be another John Madden. Got that right. And we will forever be indebted to him and all he did to make football and the NFL what it is today. Memorial service information will be announced when available. John Madden has passed away. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. And what, just before the, the special? Man, golly. Man, that's sad news. All right, well, it, I, I, sorry about the break. Um, but let's go right back to it. 11 years later, Baltimore would be home for an NFL franchise once again as Art Modell would move the storied Cleveland Browns franchise to Maryland. Of course, Modell had to leave area attachment to Cleveland behind, including the mascot, the records, everything when he moved the cleveland browns he couldn't take anything with him other than the players and probably the equipment um but he left everything else behind but he got to bring ozzy newsom along with him. no general manager you know yet uh but new uh newsom now held the position of vice president of player personnel the first two picks would lay the foundation for the baltimore ravens as a franchise immediately establishing their identity much like the cleveland browns did back in 1978 with the selections of clay matthews and himself baltimore had the first uh had two first round picks and used one of them on offense and the other on defense <laughs> go figure two more hall of famers this is just amazing tackle jonathan ogden who was elected to the pro football hall of fame in 2013 and linebacker ray lewis wow Wow. Check this out. Ravens owner Art uh, Modell, he wanted to draft Nebraska running back Lawrence Phillips. Thank God he did not because that, it all depends on the franchise you go to uh, if, and the help that you can get. But that's not what they needed, obviously. I mean, not saying that Lawrence Phillips would have done the same things, you know, because he had off the field issues as well as some on-the-field issues. But, you know, Newsom persuaded Art Modell to draft Ogden instead. It was the best decision that they made. The best. The first ever draft pick for the Baltimore Ravens. The, the, two, the two things that they do the most. Running the football, you drafted an offensive tackle, and playing defense, you drafted perhaps one, if not the greatest linebacker, one of the greatest linebackers in the history of the league, to establish your defense how do you get better than that you you don't <laughs> you really don't another thing i learned in the foxworth article 
was that two additions by Newsom to the personnel department were James Shaq Harris and John Wooten. Yes, that same James Harris that is one of the first black quarterbacks in the league that played in the 70s for the Bills and the Rams. He was hired as director of pro, uh, director of pro personnel. Wooten, who blocked for the Cleveland Browns legend Jim Brown, was hired as a scout. That's you know they were described as instrumental in helping put together a team that will win the Ravens' first Super Bowl in 1999. 1999, Newsom would hire Minnesota Vikings offensive coordinator. Brian Billick, you know, office of genius is what they always described him as, as the head coach. The next season, the Ravens won Super Bowl 35 against the uh, the New York Giants, the most dominating defense ever seen since the 85 Bears. Here's the key, though. Baltimore had yet to name a GM. Just as a reminder, what does the director of pro football uh, or pro and, or player personnel do? What do they do? They scout other teams' rosters and know who the best free agents are. That's just one of the things that they do. And what does a general manager do? They hire coaches. They sign players. They are instrumental in the draft. Ozzie Newsom was the de facto GM and did all of that. He drafted Ray Lewis and brought in guys like Peter Bulware, Sam Adams, Tony Saragusa, Kim Herring, Jamie Sharper, Dwayne Starks, Christmas McAllister, Rod Woodson, who was a Hall of Famer to be anyway after 10 years in Pittsburgh. Not to mention drafting Jamal Lewis and bringing in Priest Holmes before he became an All-Pro and he was still pretty good and bringing in another guy like Shannon Sharp. He put that roster together. He did that. And then finally, in November of 2002, Ozzie Newsom, who had just been inducted in the Pro Football Hall of Fame himself as a tight end in 1999, became the first african-american gm in nfl history and the rams uh rams the ravens and newsom they knew they had to continue to reload and they definitely had to do that once the team moved on from brian billet in 2008 newsom and the ravens were looking for another head coach after four playoff appearances two divisional championships an AFC championship and one Super Bowl trophy. Newsom would hire Philadelphia Eagles special teams coordinator John Harbaugh. The rest is history as far as coaching is concerned. Still the coach to this day. In my personal opinion, Harbaugh is going to the Hall of Fame himself as a coach. I think he does need to win another Super Bowl, but I think that he's a Hall of Fame level coach. I really do. Five years later, after his hiring, the later the, the Ravens were hoisting the Lombardi Trophy again after the defeat this time of the San Francisco 49ers in Super Bowl 47. It was a battle of the Harbaugh brothers, John, and his big brother, ex-Bears and Colts quarterback, yes, Jim Harbaugh, the khaki-wearing <laughs> Michigan head coach. Hope they get to the championship, by the way. It came down to a final play as the Ravens won 34-31 in the Super Bowl, uh, Superdome, in spite of the lights going out, <laughs> in spite of all of that. Fast forward to 2018, Ozzie Newsom stepped down as GM of the Baltimore Ravens. And that was the same year that Ray Lewis was elected into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. The same year. But he stayed on as the executive vice president. In 2016, there were seven African-American GMs in the NFL, you know, a couple years prior. The second one to ever be hired was Rick Smith of the Houston Texans. Next was Jerry Reese of the New York Giants. Then you had other guys, Sashi Brown of the Cleveland Browns, 
Reggie, uh, Reggie McKenzie of the Oakland Raiders, Chris Greer, who's still the GM of the Miami Dolphins, Doug Whaley of the Buffalo Bills. Most of these guys, they're, they're not even GMs anymore, which is disheartening. Uh, but today, we do have five minority GMs in the league, which is, is good. It does look good. Martin Mayhew of the Washington football team, Brad Holmes of the Detroit Lions, Terry Fontenot of uh, the Atlanta Falcons, Chris Grealish, again, he's still in place in Miami, and Cleveland Browns, they still they have Andrew Berry. So there are some guys out there of color that still hold these GM positions. And, you know, from what I see with Miami and with Cleveland, for instance, and even the Washington football team, they're putting together some decent teams. They're, they're a couple of pieces away. You can't be perfect, even though you know, we would like them to be uh, some would like them to be and they are definitely judged way harsher than their white counterparts that's just the way uh, that things are just panning out the things have always panned out but they have to work hard and they have to put together the best teams I just wish it was a little bit more fair I really do but in Newsom's final draft in 2018 he found the franchise's next quarterback MVP to be Lamar Jackson and then former Cleveland Brown teammate Orlando Brown he drafted his son Orlando Jr. out of Oklahoma uh, and he also drafted like uh, Mark Andrews that all pro tight end you know and I know we have Hayden Hurst that, that, they, that he brought in too but Andrews is the man and he's on my fantasy team that's right going back to 2002 the resume on his players is just absolutely amazing absolutely amazing again you had Jamal Lewis who was a 2,000 yard running back Hall of Famer Ed Reed, Terrell Suggs, who should end up in the Hall of Fame, Marshall Yanda, a six-time Pro Bowler. You had Ray Rice, who was a great running back when he was still good, Super Bowl MVP Joe Flacco, and then guys like Adelius Thomas, Haloti Nada, and tight ends like Dennis Pitta and Todd Heap, future Hall of Fame kicker Justin Tucker, who is still doing it right now. Other players, whether they play for the Ravens now or somewhere else, Still good players. Matt Judon, Zadarius Smith. Yes, he got his start in Baltimore, not with the uh, Green Bay Packers. Ronnie Stanley, I mean, we wish he was not hurt. They need him right now. Chuck Clark, Marlon Humphrey, C.J. Mosley. Mosley, I believe, was the first Raven rookie uh, to be named to a Pro Bowl or something like that. I, hopefully, I got that right. But you have to think that Newsom also has something to do with drafted players. Like, in all due respect, to current Ravens GM Eric DaCosta who was his help while he was the GM Hollywood Brown Patrick Queen J.K. Dobbins Rashard Bateman David, uh, Devin DuVernay and uh, Odafe Owe these guys are the, the players the good players that they have right now some of them are still sticking around in the league and let's not forget the free agents that Ozzie Newsom brought in Shannon Sharp again, you know, and Rod Woodson, two guys who are in the Hall of Fame. Derek Mason, who, and Steve McNair, who he snatched from the Tennessee Titans. And they still were productive when they went over there to Baltimore. Matt Burke, Sam Adams, Anquan Bolden, Jacoby Jones, Mark Ingram, Eric Weddle. They got him from, what, the Chargers? Elmas Dumerville, he was a, uh, he was pretty good when he was playing with the Broncos and he snatched him up Steve Smith Sr. I don't need to say anything else I'm scared of him even when he's talking about football on TV Steve Smith scares me 
all these players were stars at one point or another, all pros, pro bowlers, and some Hall of Famers or Hall of Famers to be with other teams. The man was smart and knew what to look for. If I'm going to be honest, Ozzie Newsome is the reason the Baltimore Ravens have the identity that they do today. You have to bring in those kind of players that's going to set the tone for the franchise. Their franchise has not always won and been over 500, but they have always been in the hunt for the Super Bowl, not just, you know, just being good. Being a Steelers fan, I get to see them twice a year, and I'm gritting my teeth and nervous every time we play them. I expect to lose at times because they're just that good. But that, that they set the tone for, he set that tone by bringing in football players, as he described on Club Shay Shay. He was on the podcast with Shannon Sharp, and they discussed a lot of different things. And that was one of the, the questions that Shannon had for him was, what do you look for in, in, in these players? What was the mindset when you select this? Is it is it the tape? Is it... Um, you know the, the things that they do on the field is it is it the psychiatric part but he basically said he drafted football players he brought in guys who could play football and look the team that he put on the field that they put on the field and, and the coaches that he put behind them you know the John Harbaugh's the Rex Ryan's the Marvin Lewis's the the the, the Cullies the David Cullies uh, all of these guys that worked even on the sideline a team that plays shutdown defense with an offense that can run the football down your throat and still be dangerous throwing it. It's amazing. And special teams have always been great. Just ask the head coach who's the special teams coordinator. He drafted 25 players who earned Pro Bowl honors. 29 players, according to Ravens.com, they were homegrown uh, Pro Bowlers. And three Hall of Famers with more on the way. Not to mention 22 men that were added to the coaching staff that went on to become head coaches themselves. So, back to my question. Can you be elected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame twice? I keep getting the answer basically is no. I mean, no one has. And in all my research, like I said, the only other answer that came close to saying yes was that it just hasn't happened yet. Um, if he does, I mean, if he was to be able to, he's one of the few that deserves it. He was a Hall of Fame wide receiver in college, a Hall of Fame tight end in the NFL, and he's a Hall of Fame executive as a general manager. Ozzy, Ozzy Newsom, you was really good on Tecmo Bowl as well. All right, references, thanks to TheUndefeated.com. Uh, we have an article written by Jerry Bembry, dated January 7th, 2019, Ravens general manager Ozzy Newsom's GOAT era comes to an end. TheUndefeated.com, Ozzy Newsom on his journey from Alabama to NFL history by Dominique Foxworth, April 25th, 2018. ClevelandBrowns.com, thanks to Steve King. ProFootballHallOfFame.com, their bio on the player himself, Ozzy Newsom. And BaltimoreRavens.com, top 20 free agent signings in Ravens history. Again, this has been the Behind the Mic podcast presented by what? Yeah, Belly Up Sports, the Belly Up Sports podcast network. BLMSports.com, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, YouTube, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. You can find all of those shows, including mine. Tell all your friends family about this show, or I will do what? Find your house. I'm out.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.